This week on the Baseline Podcast, we talk about some big news that is happening here on the podcast. We also talk about basketball, both in the professional level with the struggling Cavaliers, and we talk about how Ohio State's loss against Xavier means more than you realize in the state of Ohio, as well as in the national landscape for college basketball. Then we move on to the gridiron where we talk about Ohio State's huge win against Purdue, how they have a need a must win against Michigan State, and then how the Browns will have just basically disappeared, how Baker needs to figure out if he's the answer for this Cleveland team. That and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. My name is Ben and this is where I talk about sports. We cover the stories, we cover, cover the topics. Uh, we try to cover all the angles here on the Baseline Podcast and I hope that you uh, will enjoy this and I hope you'll learn some things. Maybe you'll disagree with me. I'd love to hear that in the comments uh, or maybe you just want to text me and be like, hey Ben, don't agree. Then uh, you can do that too. So I really hope that you are here to enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about some football and some basketball, some big games coming up, some terrible play last week in the NFL. We'll talk about that uh, near the end of the show. But yeah, all of that is coming up. But first, I want to give a big news update or just there's big news coming out of the Baseline Podcast. It sounded weird to say. Uh, but I am actually going to have a guest on next week's show. So in a couple of days, I will be interviewing a dear friend of mine, a uh, fellow podcaster, fellow YouTuber, fellow uh, streamer, uh, Aaron Lynn. Uh, his one, first off, his story is amazing, which will probably be another time where I'll do it on my other podcast, which will be starting up soon, by the way, um, as soon as I get some logistics figured out. Uh, but uh yeah, so he's got a great story, but he also has a great story of how his sports podcast has really kind of grown. He's had a, a pretty well-known podcaster on his show uh, a few weeks ago. And so I asked him the other day, I was like, hey, would you want to come on and, and just talk about your your podcasting journey, but also talk about football with both Ohio State fans, talk about what we could see in the, the near future and, and in the um, in the far in near future in the far future. That's not, doesn't make sense. Anyways, in the future uh, with Ohio State football, uh, he's just a great guy. He's, he's got a great heart and uh, I'm super excited to have this opportunity. So next week episode, it'll be still this kind of where I'll talk to you. I'll talk about the sports. I'll talk about, oh, sorry about that. Talk about basically everything that's going to be happening in the sports world that weekend. But then on top of that, during in the middle of the show or maybe at the end of the show or the beginning, I don't know where it'll be put in the podcast. But it'll be about a 30-minute conversation with Aaron, and um, I'm super, super excited. I'm super stoked. Again, this brings me back to my college days when I worked for a radio station, and uh, we, I did a sports talk show, and we interviewed someone every week. And that's something I would like to bring back, maybe not every week, uh, but every once in a while. It just it kind of brings back that, um, I don't know, the cool memories for me and, and just hopefully some cool knowledge for you guys as well. Uh, so that's going to be what's happening next week. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there at the beginning of the stream because, you know, I'm stream beginning of the show because I never know if you're going to listen at the end. So, yeah, that's for that. Uh, I will also keep you up to date of, of when that will come out uh, this week. But let's let's move on. That's next week. Let's move on to what's on this week's docket. And that is we're going to talk about some NBA basketball and some college basketball here to start off with. And I will be honest, right? Like last week, I feel like a buffoon now, right? Like the Cavs were like nine and five. Right. And I was like hyping them up and I was saying, Hey, look at these like lower teams that are now like 
gaining ground in the East. Uh, and then now, now they're nine and eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like a typical Cavs team where they go do a good stretch and then they start blowing it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say about that uh, other than I was wrong. So I, I will. I will, OK, I will give the benefit of the doubt to the Cavs, right? You're, you've lost your best score in Sexton Mobley, who's turned out to be probably your best overall player as a rookie. He's down for at least four to five weeks. And so I, I think about it as like. Yes, it's been rough, and I think they've played a couple games with like nine players total. Um you know, and again, they, they've played well at times and then they just look, they look like a team that is just not ready uh, to compete. And, and so again, I think, you know, you look at that, they were nine and five in the third place. Now they're in the eighth spot at nine and eight. And again, it's a long season and that's why I think they have to stay healthy. The one thing I, I a lot of these small market teams, and that's what I've realized is like, you have to stay healthy and that's in most sports, right? Football, specifically like basketball and baseball. I've noticed that like small market teams, you can't lose guys, right? Like you don't have the opportunity to go out and say, Hey, let's attract this guy that we want to come in. You kind of have to to live with it. So one of the biggest things I've noticed in the last few games, just inconsistent offense, right? Like when, when Rubio is leading your team in scoring, no offense to Rubio, it's just not the guy you want leading your team in scoring. And, you know, Garland's kind of not been around outside of passing, you know, love is back, but he's not the old love. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I'm just like, you know, Markin is not even back yet. And so they're just beat up there. You know, when Taco Falls playing 18 minutes or whatever, like that just, it's just not, not good. I love Taco Fall, but that's not going to win you games, right? So uh, kind of crazy. And one of the big things I think they need to do, and, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, obviously I've watched a few of their games, you know, I've kind of watched it in my my free time. It's just consistent offense, right? When you're missing your time, and like I, as a guy that played basketball and coached basketball, right? Like when you're, when you have a score, you, you want to run through him, right? Like everything you want to do, you want to go through him. And, but at the same time, you always have that like backup option. When I look at this Cavs team, you know, I, I thought you had that, right? Sexton was kind of the, the go-to guy out front, uh, you know, in the front, in the backcourt, kind of the guy that would lead the team. And then you had Mobley and Garland. They were just kind of there. I I don't know if this team has a number two guy, like right, like a like a like that second guy. Like I'll talk about that in the, with the highest state basketball team in a second. Like part of me thinks you know Garland can be that, Mobley can be that. If they do that consistently, then then they'll have it. If they find consistent offense, I think their defense is decent enough to to score um, to to stop teams from scoring you know a ton of points. You know even against the Warriors, you know they were up thirteen, they blew a lead. Again, Warriors is just a better team. It's it's a better overall uh, team, which one of my students who's a Warriors fan let me know that today in class, which is kind of funny. So, yeah, that that's kind of what I see with the Cavs. I think the Cavs will be fine. Cleveland fans, sorry if you hear sirens in the background. I live in a big city. What can you help? You can't help it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the Cavs fans, settle down. You'll be okay. I, I think we'll be fine. Um Obviously, it won't win a ton of games, but I think there's enough to make the playoffs or at least squeak in or maybe be at the end. Um, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see in January and February and, and see where they're at. Uh, but I, I do want to look at some other things in the NBA that's been kind of interesting to me, is, and it's the Lakers. Like I, I've said this for a while now. The Lakers have too many veterans and they're overweight rated. The Lakers are that team, right, that 
all these dudes like it's kind of like it, it reminds me of like a dad's like team an alumni game against like high schoolers like they just all these guys that haven't really won anything in a while or you know they just want to come play with lebron and and win a lot of games i just don't see how this team will stay healthy and how they'll have enough depth because i think when you have older guys their bodies are more beat up and like lebron's just hasn't played um davis has been in and out westbrook's been about the only consistent guy on the team and anthony so the Lakers are that team where, yes, they could win it all or they might not even make the playoffs. And, I, and I'm not afraid to say it. I just think that is what's going to happen if this team keeps going down that path of, hey, we're going to sign more veterans to, to fill holes and whatnot. And also, just the Warriors, by the way, I just want to say this, are just ridiculous, right? No clay. And yet they still are just, they're the Warriors. It's like 2015, 2016, 2017, like all over again. They're back. Steph looks better than ever. And when Steph shoots the ball and he's shooting like at this rate, it's it's a scary team. Even his brother on the Sixers is having a great year. I mean, it must be a Curry year. That's a weird saying. Anyways, Curry year. So that's what's happening in the NBA. That's what happened in professional basketball. Uh, we're going to move on over to college basketball where it's I, – I was actually thinking about talking about Cedarville College Basketball because they won a game uh, last night, but I decided I'll I'll save that for maybe the future. But Ohio State's men's basketball team took a, a big in-state loss. And I'll explain why that's big in a second. First, it, this loss showed many weaknesses, which I'll get into uh, here shortly. But people don't realize when you're an Ohio State fan, you, you go around and you're like, you're the top notch. Like your team is the top notch in the state of Ohio. No one comes close. Football, right? Cincinnati fans will always say, hey, we're, we're up there with you. No, they're not. High State, Cincinnati played right now. I, I can tell you this, and you can put me on record. High State would beat them. I hope they see it in the playoff. I think it'd be awesome. High State versus Cincinnati in a playoff game would be sweet. But you're kind of thought of as the, even the team in the basketball. Like Xavier, who they lost to, has always been like right there. Dayton's always been like right there. But High State's always been that top team. To lose the way they lost and just being out-muscled, out-gunned, they lack toughness. Like that's one of the big things I want to talk about is they lack toughness. And a team like Xavier goes in there and has been disrespected. They're Xavier, their second tier Ohio team. And they just took it to you. That's what happens when you don't play hard and you don't focus on the right things. And so I think this loss showed a lot to, I think, teams around the country that says, hey, we can beat this high state team um, and we and we can beat them pretty well. Um, and one of the big questions I have, and I think a lot of high state fans have had it. My dad's had this question. I've had this question. How do these other teams like Xavier and some of these teams get six foot ten, six eleven, seven footers, right? Ohio State has one guy over six nine. I think they but no, sorry, one guy over six eight. He's six eleven, barely plays. I I don't know how hard it is, and, and maybe I'm wrong, to go down and just find a dude that's seven foot tall that might be a project that you just put out there for the size. Like there is no size on this team. It's gonna hurt them in the long run. I've said this for many years. It's why they don't win many, many, you know, they haven't won many tournament games lately. So they just go against these big teams and get, you know, dominated. They need to be like Gonzaga where you have these mix of heights and stuff. So what are the things that High State can do here in the next week? They have a couple big games coming up. I believe they play, uh, who they play? Seton Hall, I believe, and Duke. All right, Duke's coming up. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a chance they could walk out there be two and three after those two games, and uh, or they could easily be you know three and two or you know um, you know four and one maybe. But I really think it yeah, it just scares me a little bit. So one of the big things I think they could do here in the next few games is focus on finding consistency on offense, having that consistent score, find that second guy. That's the second thing. More than the Cavs, like they just don't have that other dude outside of Liddell that can just score. And I hope they find it because if not, it's going to be a really, really hard task uh, here in the future. Um, and then last thing is just play tougher. Like I think the high, this high state team just doesn't play tough. Um, you play in the Big Ten and you have to show toughness. I hope that will improve. I believe in Holtman. Um, I believe he can get those guys to that point. The question is, is how and when will they get there? Uh, so I'm really interested to see how, how this shapes out. Um, and how this plays for uh, plays in the in the future here uh, get some better teams, especially like a Duke team. You know how do they because those are the teams you're going to face in the tournament. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm really interested to see how this basketball season wraps up for both the Cavs and the High State Buckeyes. Uh, and just really, I love watching basketball. Uh, so we're going to move on over from the uh, basketball court to the gridiron, and we're going to be talking about Ohio State football, some of the big the big win they've had, and also just this big game coming up this weekend as well as the Browns and how they can maybe turn it around this year. All up next. It's another big football weekend here for, I guess, Ohio fans, if you're a fan of the Browns or if you're a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we're going to be talking about that uh, coming up here with both college football and the NFL. And first, I want to talk about college football and specifically the Ohio State and uh, the Ohio State. Well, the Ohio State Buckeyes and how they had a huge win against Purdue. and I. And when I mean that, I meant that was a huge must win. Of course, every win's a must win, but a win that needed to happen the way it happened. What I mean by that is that there's three reasons why I think that's important. Uh, one is, is that the running game, it still wasn't great. Like I, I still, it still wasn't where it should be, but it was better. You know, Henderson had 99 yards. Uh, I think, who, who's the other running back? Bowling ball, or I forget is Williams, right? Yeah, Williams had had I think 114 yards. So Mayan Williams did. So you're talking about that was consistent, right? And I, this is a win. The reason why I think this was a must win, and I'll go to the other reasons as well, is because you needed a win like this to give your offense confidence, right? Garrett Wilson came back, who had a huge game, massive game, showed how he is a top 10 pick next year. Olave was quiet, sort of, but still had nine catches, had a touchdown. Smith and Jigba went over 1,000 yards. He had over 100 yards receiving, sorry, 1,000 yards for the season, 100 yards receiving for the game. I mean, it just showed, like, this, this, this team is scary, and the offense needed that. Even though the running game was not great, the passing, the pass blocking looked a lot better. This offensive line looked a lot more clean. Um, again, they're, they're back on track. Um, where they need to be going into these last two huge games, which I'll talk about the one this week coming up. But then also the defense, like as you watch that whole game, obviously the pass defense still struggled. But if you look at, if you break it down, you know, McDonald, I think is his name. He had like a 300 and some passing yards. He only averaged like seven yards, a, a completion or something. So what that tells me is what is one thing. Yeah. He threw a lot of balls. But again, he wasn't 
they didn't get burnt for necessarily a huge play. Like there were some big passing plays, you know, 15, 20 yards, but it didn't feel like they got truly, truly burnt. Um, uh, but I believe they did get, did they get burnt on one play? I can't remember. No, that was the, that might've been the Nebraska game. But uh, anyways, they, they played really well. The defense said, yeah, they gave up 31 points. Um, again, it, it's tough to judge. I still think against the run, they're very good. And that, that could be tested this week. But I think this defense is, is good enough to, to keep them in the game with this offense they have. Like this offense is going to score, you know, 20, you know, against a good defense, they'll score 30 points. Against a bad defense, they could score 60 points a game. I'm interested to see how this defense plays here in the next two weeks to keep this offense going as well and give that confidence to both defense and the offense. Um, another thing that I, that I really, I, sorry, something was on my foot. Uh, one thing that I also noticed was just the consistency of the play calling. I like the play calling this week from Ryan day. Now that's what, that's the things I've noticed, um, from the game. Now going into this week, right? You have a huge game against Michigan State, a chance to get a top 10 win that can really just add to your resume. Michigan State's a team that that beat Michigan, right? Beat Michigan in the rivalry game. This is a team that could see like secretly be a very t- challenging team. If they beat a high state, let's say they go out and beat a high state, this team could could compete for a, a good chance to make the national title, I believe. Right, like I think it's a similar team in the sense to a high state as they don't have a great defense, they don't necessarily have the greatest passing offense, but they have one thing that can be very hard to stop, and that is a run game that is unreal. Um, Walker the third has been just—I I don't even know how to describe him. He's just a beast. Um, this will be probably the toughest off. I don't know why I squeaked. Toughest office they faced. I think it's up there with Oregon. It's probably better than Oregon. Um, but most consistent offense they will have faced, and this is a good test for them. Uh, and I think, I think that there's there's three keys to this game that I think could really uh, keep them where they need to be, as well as adding these kind of you know style points. They say, I think if they stop the run and make Michigan State throw the ball, I think this is where High Stage has a chance to to win because I think Michigan State, yes, as they have decent receivers. They have a pretty good quarterback. They haven't been necessarily forced to be like always throwing. Uh, I think if you can get Walker to be maybe not under hundred, but you know, at 110 on 30 plus carries, I think that's a good place to be. And you make them throw the ball 40 times. I think they have a good shot to, to make this a, a blowout game. If, if they do well, I think another thing for high state is run the ball, keep them, keep them honest, keep Michigan state's, defense honest they have a terrible pass defense i but i don't think you can lean only on that you know force mel tucker to make some choices of what he wants to do with that defense um so i really just see you know how that goes how they play and and i think just do enough right get the win uh i think too many people talk about style points and as a guy that grew up with a dad that was very old school like style points are just it's great if you're playing a bad team, right? If you're playing like a, you know, an Illinois and you want to drop a 65, you know, 63, 70 points on them. Great. You just need to go out and win, like show people that you can in a tough, tough game, you can go out, you can put 30 plus on the board. You know, your defense could do what they need to do, right? Like you just have to do what you have to do to win this game. Um, 
again, it's a week by week base at this point. You have the big game coming up next week, which I can't wait to talk about not only with Aaron, but uh, just with you guys in general, my thoughts. I think Michigan state will give a high state a challenge. I think this could be one of those games where it's, it's 14, 14 and a half or 17, 14 and a half. Um, and you know, we're, we're biting on our nails. We're pacing the uh, pace in my living room saying, all right, bucks, let's, let's get this done. But I'm interested to see, you know, this, this definitely is my game of the week, right? I could say any other game, but I think this is the big game of the week for a lot of people around the country. If you're a Cincinnati fan, you're rooting for Michigan state. If you're, you know, Notre Dame or, you know, Michigan fan, like you want a high state to lose that takes them out of the conversation. But if a high state wins this, right? If, if a high state somehow comes out on top and comes out on top big, I think this is where a high state can put themselves in a position to not only leap, I think Oregon, but put themselves in almost that lock position once they uh, beat Michigan and win the, win the big 10 title game. So could be a big week. My prediction, Ohio State 38, Michigan State 28. I think, you know, they're going to keep Walker to where he needs to be. And uh, I think they're going to go out and win this game. And I, I really don't think it's going to be too much of a um, a challenge in the second half. I think the first half will be. Second half, I think Ohio State might be able to walk with this for a win. And so that's that's college football for you. We're going to move in, in on into the NFL. We're going to talk about, well... As a Browns fan, this is sad to talk about just how bad the the Browns really are. And um, I, I I guess I wouldn't say they're bad, right? No, you might say they're bad. That's that's your opinion. I just think that this team has lost its identity, right? Like they find it and then they lose it. They find it, then they lose it. It's kind of like one of those kids that keeps losing that one thing. And as a teacher, I see this all the time. And they they lose that one thing or they can't figure it out. They do it once, and then the next time they completely forget. It's like what the Browns are right now. It's like one day they they're great. They're they're you know like the Bengals game, right? They're putting up forty five points. The defense looks great. The offense looks great, and then they go to the Patriots and they get spanked forty five to seven. Like what? <laughs> you know, they just disappeared. And I watched that whole game, and it was sad. I end up stopping like halfway through the third quarter, and I end up watching like a tv show with my wife i was just like i can't do this anymore it's and i'm not one to usually quit on a game early but it was just it was sad it was baker threw for like 77 yards and it was just it was just ugly and that's where i kind of want to talk about is baker right like i'm a browns fan through and through and i i know what people say it's you know it's a qb graveyard and and at times i believe it right and then there's other times where i look at baker and go this guy is the chance but I have to remind myself, like, how many years do you give him, right? This is four years. Has he done enough in four years? You know, has he given you enough? You know, do you keep him for the fifth year and then try to sign an extension? Do you let him walk after next year? You know, what do you do? This is my, this is my say, right? This is my opinion. I believe that Baker will always be that quarterback that if you need him to do something incredible, do something that's like, unrehearsed kind of just out of the blue. Like he's that guy. I think he's going to make the passes that he needs to make. And the day I, I struggle sometimes to see how Baker can be the guy like the Josh Allen's Kyler Murray's like it's nothing against Baker. Like Baker as a dude, as a competitor is amazing as a player. He's really good. But there are days where like, I look at him, I go, you're trying to win this game for the city of Cleveland. 
instead of relying on what you know best, the you know the the short passes, the underneath, the hand the ball off, don't force everything. Be the Baker that we saw at the end of last season. That we're like, this is our guy. That every Browns fan was like, we found a quarterback. Do I think that we found a quarterback? I still lean yes. I still think this guy is the guy. But there's so many unknowns that if he doesn't answer it soon, Cleveland's going to be tired of him. And there's just going to be a point where like, hey, do we look for a quarterback in two years and say, let's let's try to bring somebody in? There's a lot, you know, obviously the offensive line wasn't great. There's so many things that that weren't great. And, and again, I can't blame one or the other. It, it, there's there's just so many things. They, they just didn't show up. The defense didn't show up. They got owned pretty much. And I think you're just going to have to wait and see and, and figure out what the Browns um are capable of. And I, and I still think they have a shot to make the playoffs, right? Like they have to win at least, I've said at least 10 games, maybe even they have to win 11. Uh, it's, it's just a tough year this year. The AFC North has actually shockingly been disappointed in a sense, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and we'll see how the Browns do uh, here this week, which they have the lions. Yes, this is a must win. Never thought I would say that against the lions who are 0-8-1, who did tie last week against the Steelers. Which, by the way, I was talking with my coworker today. The Ravens, the Ravens, Bengals, and Steelers somehow can just not barely beat, barely beat or tie the Lions. And I have this fear that the Browns might be that team that cave. I, I don't think so, but it's very possible. Um, and, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. I would hate it, but that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, Again, I think it's a must win. They have to get in the win column. They have to go to six and five and, and then keep that kind of momentum going as they have a very hard schedule at the end of the year. Keys to victory, right? Chubb today, as I'm recording this, just got announced that he's coming off of the COVID list. Hopefully he'll play. I think Chubb running the ball with Chubb opens up so much for Baker. It gives him confidence. It takes the pressure off of him. Um, and I think that, again, plays into the fact that if you take, if you give the ball to Chubb, Takes pressure off Baker. Baker makes the throws he needs to make. Um, and and I think that also lets the team play well. I think you're going to see the defense play better. Um, you know, Browns fans are are a heck... They're, they're bad fans to play in front of them sometimes because they're we're very opinionated. And I think the Browns realize, like, they, this is their year. Like, this is their opportunity to, to go deep if they want to. Um, and they have to. I know they've been injured, but they have to overcome that and win some ballgames. And I just want to say simply is play the Browns way, right? Like run the ball, play action, run the ball, play action, run the ball, play action, do these things. You will win the game. And I think they'll do uh, very well. And I think they will win the game. I, my prediction is Browns 27, Lions 16. I don't even think it's going to be that close. I think they'll get some points here or there, but I think at the end of the day, the Browns will win um, pretty easily. And then my game of the week is actually the Cowboys versus the Colts or sorry, Chiefs. I think that's going to be a heck of a game. The Cowboys have a very good pass defense. Cowboys have a very good pass offense. And then the Chiefs, obviously, with Mahomes. I still think the Chiefs are going to win. I think Mahomes is back. Uh, they're going to be good. And uh, I'm interested to see how that game goes. Again, I think the Chiefs and Cowboys are two of the best teams in the NFL. It's a game worth for you guys to watch. So, once again, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast covering, obviously, football and basketball this week. I try to change it up every once in a while. So who knows what next week will be. But again, if you didn't hear my announcement at the beginning of the episode, please tune in next week for the interview with my good friend, Aaron Lynn uh, of Aaron Lynn Gaming. Uh, he also has a podcast, the Fifth and Gold Podcast. 
Um, so he'll be on next week. I'm super excited. We'll see, you know, what our conversation's about. Uh, you'll get to hear, you know, the ins and outs of what he does, as well as our thoughts on the High State Buckeyes and so many more topics um, in the um, in the in the near future. So that's gonna be exciting, and I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, please drop your comments below, your opinions below, everything, everything that you think of. Let me know. I'd love to talk about it uh, in a, in a future episode. Uh, and once again, if you've loved this episode, uh, make sure you favorite it on all your favorite podcasting apps or things like that. And if you've also enjoyed watching it on YouTube, click that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Now allow you to see all these different videos coming out. Um, I have new videos coming out, hopefully here in the next week or so. Um, it's going to be a really a lot of fun. And I'm super excited to see uh, what happens um, with YouTube and everything like that. So once again, thank you so much. And I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. And until next time, we'll see ya.